zone. Yes, seven days in a week. Man, you ain't big pop. I'm your big bad booty daddy in the non-stop. Well, my friends, it's finally time. Welcome to the Wrestling Reanimator podcast. I'm Mike Lewis. I'm joined as always by my good buddy, my tag team partner, Derek Warnke. Derek, professional wrestling has seemed to have been given new life, and it couldn't be a more exciting time. I, I couldn't be more excited to finally kick this, this project off with you. Uh, how are you feeling? Dude, super excited. Number one, this is where it all begins. I'm pumped. You're pumped. A lot of wrestling to talk about, man. It's been a crazy week in professional oh, yeah. wrestling. Uh, and, you know, this is the perfect platform to do it. Um, but before we get started, uh, one thing I just wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, the professional wrestling world lost Bobby Eaton yesterday. Super sad. Uh, you know, just a gem in this this industry. Very super underrated wrestler. Uh, the guy was a multi-tag champion, was a television champion in WCW. Um, I'm a huge Midnight Express guy. Whether he was tagging with, with Loverboy Dennis or Sweet Stan, Jim Cornette is the manager. I mean, you, you got to love it. And Bobby Eaton loved professional wrestling like we love professional wrestling. And uh, it's sad, man. 62 years old, Huntsville's own. Um, he's up there giving somebody the Alabama jam, man. Giving some jabroni that Alabama <laughs> jam, baby. The best off-the-top leg drop there is. But it, 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 so much is to be said about him. He was a great guy. Everyone you talk to will tell you the same thing. He, he took care of guys who he wrestled. That was, that was his thing. He, he never did anything stupid, anything dangerous. He took care of the guys he worked with, and, and that's why everyone loved him so much. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge Dangerous Alliance fan, one of my favorite factions of all time. When he won the titles with with Double A, Arn Anderson, man, awesome moment in professional wrestling. So, uh, just to get out of the way before we start, R.I.P. Beautiful Bobby, man, he's up there. All time greats, all time great tag team wrestlers ever. Uh, super well respected, as you as you mentioned, and um, he will be sorely missed in the world of professional wrestling. Um, but to shift things back onto the wrestling reanimator uh this is a brand new podcast uh derek and i we've been talking about doing something with professional wrestling for a very long time and we waited until we got to our 30s to to make it happen but uh um (laughs) we are we're you know we're just getting this thing off the ground and we really couldn't be more excited Uh, i mean first and foremost we're fans uh we're total wrestling marks and and at the end of the day this is something that uh, we feel really strongly about and we want to share this with a lot of other people who are, who also, you know, love professional wrestling. So whether you're a longtime wrestling fan or you're just dipping your toe into the waters of professional wrestling, we welcome, we welcome you with open arms because right now it really is a great time to be a fan. Um, And when we came up with the, uh, the concept of wrestling reanimator, you know, it kind of has like this this little bit of a horror movie, almost, uh, you know, zombie movie, uh, obviously the movie Reanimator uh, <laughs> um, vibe to it. Um, you know, and we discussed, uh, you know, about, you know, digging up the past and bringing it back to life. And, and while we still have a lot of plans of doing those types of things, going through, you know, old pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, you know, doing reviews and stuff like that, that there's just too much happening in the world of professional wrestling right now. And, um, you know, you really could feel this resurgence coming along uh, a few years ago. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with what was going on in, in new Japan pro wrestling. Um, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't watching what was going on then, uh, if you're familiar with Finn Balor back then, obviously he was Prince Devitt started up the bullet club. Um, you know, a lot of, Popular names have gone through the Bullet Club. You've probably seen a ton of their T-shirts, but um, that that right there spawned things like you know the Young Bucks going over, joining them, uh, and you know becoming the elite with Kenny Omega, and um, obviously that snowballed into what became All Elite Wrestling. And, and during that time, um, independent wrestling was on fire with you know Ring of Honor. I think was probably some of the best stuff we've seen in years. Um, 
but now, you know, we have this wonderful alternative, uh, a lot of different alternatives to as a wrestling fan. I mean, Derek, you've been watching wrestling since you were a kid, just like I have. I think you started a little bit earlier than I did. I mean, what is what is now feel like for you? It, it's a it's a cool time, man. It's it's a lot of people want to live in the past and they want to talk about, oh, when I was a kid, it was it was the 80s genre with Hogan and Savage and Jake the Snake and the Road Warriors. And a lot of people want to go back to the Attitude Era and, you know, 90s WCW and Austin and The Rock and Mankind and Goldberg and Sting and the, li- the list goes on. Um, but we're lucky because we live in this awesome era of, of professional wrestling where we're not just getting it from the big companies like AEW or WWE. We're, we're getting indie wrestling. And you know as well as I do, when, when we were growing up, you know, you had the internet where you can maybe watch a couple of matches, a couple of ROH matches, some Chikara, you know, whatever you're into. Um, other than that, you, you know, people tell you a story about tape trading was big growing up. You know, that's, I remember, I <laughs> remember having don't to, know what tape trading is that there used to be these things called VCRs and you have to and you, rewind you to, everything. And <laughs> you used to, have to trade tapes and DVDs. That's how it was. We wanted to get wrestling. And when me and Mike wanted to watch wrestling, that's what we had to do. You know, we had to find some bullshit bootleg dvd or you'd have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and if you got lucky you could watch maybe some ecw or some mlw or something that was early back then and that's how we found out about guys like christopher daniels and aj styles and samoa joe and fucking brian danielson we you don't people didn't have that outlet and now you have good wrestling and it's not just wwe or AEW, and it's not just a war you know you don't have to pick a side Wrestling is good. Watch good professional wrestling. If it's, you want to watch it's more accessible than ever, you can find anything these days, anything from Japan to Mexico to, you know, you name it. Anything, anything you want to watch. You don't even have to be super into it. Just watch a couple of clips, watch some GCW, watch some PWG. Fuck it. Watch AAA, man. Watch some Lucha Libre. The, the amount of wrestling we have, people would have killed for back in the day. And we're lucky to have it, and it and it's just a great time to be become a professional wrestling fan, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, you know, going off going off of that, we're we're actually going to dive in here, uh, and we're going to start off a segment that we call "Skin and the Cat." Um, with "Skin and the Cat," we're going to kind of go over some of the big news that's been going on in professional wrestling, and um, you know, we'll we'll kick that off right here. All right, so we call this segment Skinning the Cat. We go through all of the headlines of the week here in professional wrestling. Um, you know, uh, shockingly enough, and I guess I shouldn't even be shocked at this point, but shockingly enough, right before we started recording this, and, and this, is actually ha- that was, this was actually happening in the middle of SmackDown. Um, Literally, right, right when we started. <laughs> SmackDown. And... Uh, uh, a, a lot of news out of the WWE this week with releases and contracts being, you know, up and things like that. But literally out of, out of almost nowhere here, WWE announces or leaks releases for uh, a lot of talent from NXT. But uh, obviously really? the big ones being uh, the biggest ones, I should say, being Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas. I mean, where did this come from? I mean, this list is big, Derek. Out of nowhere, man. I mean, these are some big names. These are some some A-plus players in the company. I mean, Bobby Fish, you know, Undisputed Era. We got Bronson Reed, who's your former North American champion. Um, and like I said to you earlier, Jake Atlas, who just got a Mattel. He just got two Mattel figures. <laughs> Gone. Gone. Oh, and Tyler Rust, Tyler Rust, we were talking about one of the founding members of the diamond mind and immediately gone. So I'm, I'm speechless, man. Um, and just to go down that, that list, uh, Ari Sterling's gone. Kona Reeves. I liked Kona Reeves. I we all liked Kona there. Reeves, but <laughs> Kona Reeves, he's gone. Leon Ruff, former champion. 
Stephon yeah. Smith, yeah. Zechariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, and Mercedes Martinez. That's oh, your yeah, list Mercedes right now. Martinez surprised me a little bit too. I mean, like this is just you know, you never you never want to hear about uh, you know, especially the young talent losing their jobs. Um, but as we, you know, as we said earlier, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different avenues. Obviously, you know, Bronson Reed tweets out like almost immediately after being released, um, you know, that, you know, he's excited for the future, but you know, uh, he, he's tags AEW and impact wrestling and ROH and new Japan in his tweet. Like he's not hiding you know his no. feelings at all he's, he's no. like, all right, let's go Not at all. let's go i'm i'm ready to go wherever and, and make an impact and he was he, i really liked bronson reed i thought there was something there um he was over like rover he was over like rover i mean really I, was. I can't tell you he had that whole he had the whole he can't, he comes out in this this badass this is side this is side note so if i'm rambling let me know he comes out in this badass bam bam bigelow attire and mattel <laughs> goes we're gonna make a bronson reed figure with Bam Bam Bigelow attire, and people love it. They're talking to Chalkline. They're saying, "Hey, make a Chalkline jacket that's got his attire on it." That's that's how over this guy is. And he he wins the title, has this touching moment with his with his wife. And I'm thinking, you know, he's he's got a couple months. He's going to the main roster. He's 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 ready to go. And out of the blue, gone. Same thing with Jake Atlas. You know, they got him in mixed tag matches. They got him in singles matches. They're talking this this kid's got a bright future and immediately gone. Yeah, I really don't know what this means for NXT. Um, you know, Dave LaGreca busted open radio. He, he tweeted, um, you know, you're never going to see three of the greatest factions of the last few years or last like 10 years uh, in WWE like ever reunite like at this point. And, you know, that's the Shield, the Wyatt family. Um, which we're going to get into for in a, in a minute, and and undisputed era with Bobby Fish. I mean, Bobby Fish. We all know for those of you who have been following professional wrestling on the independent circuit for years, like Bobby Fish was a a huge player in Ring of Honor for a long time. Battled a lot of injuries. This is a guy who's a vet. Um, I always did feel like he was kind of the odd man out in the undisputed era, but. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he does next because he is a well-known commodity in the wrestling circle. But um, going on, like, like I mentioned before with the Wyatts, um, Bray Wyatt, one of the biggest stories of the week uh, that it was his release from WWE. Uh, and you want to talk over like Rover. I mean, this guy, th- whatever he did, he tried to turn chicken shit into chicken salad every second that wwe wrote any garbage for him and he created the fiend character out of just being left out in the cold for for however long creatively comes up exactly. with this fiend character and and absolutely kills it the most interesting thing that we've seen on wwe television in years um and and just one of the most creative minds that uh, I think WWE's had in a very long time, just unceremoniously released. And it's very, very confusing. It's super confusing. It's, it's, I mean, we talked about this on the phone earlier that that's half your merchandising right now. You know how many kids are buying fiend masks? You know how many people are playing 2k and they're using the fiend. I mean, it's, it's crazy i don't want to say i'm surprised because we're, we're dealing with the wwe here and i'm not trying to shit on wwe because i love wwe i love all these other companies but come on man i mean we've seen in in these last couple of months wwe getting rid of all this talent and AEW's right there with the dustpan sweep it right up man tony khan is is taking advantage of this and will we see bray in AEW? possible will we see him in somewhere else like impact or japan who knows it's crazy to see what's going to happen and and you know where he's going to end up but i mean when you have a character that hot and so over with the fans and so not not even just the fans i mean with the kids alone i can't tell you how many people i talk to at my job or uh, other casual wrestling fans who, oh, you know, my son's got a fiend shirt or he's got a, an action figure or a mask 
or he was he's playing a video game and he was the fiend. I mean, to take what he's done in that company and we're not dealing with, with a Joe Schmo. This is a guy who has done a lot of things. And I mean, he comes former from a strong champion. He's a former, former champion, champion too. former champion comes from a strong wrestling lineage, that Wyndham rotunda background. And, uh, it's, it's, I mean, just listen to me now. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm shocked. But, uh, at the same time, I'm excited because we get to see Bray do stuff that he wants to do. He's going to have a canvas where he can, you know, not be held back. And it, it's, it's super exciting. You think, uh, you think he gets his brother involved? <laughs> that has been my dream since day one. I said when the original Wyatt family disbanded and they were looking to do something with Bray. This is just my opinion. I'm just going to throw it out here. My original opinion was Bray, Bo, and Baron Corbin. I know it's a weird, weird, a weird, weird, weird group, team. but this is this is this is before Constable Corbin. This is before King Corbin. This was like <laughs> this was like ratty, ratty, dirty, wet Baron. Would Corbin. everyone have still hated Baron Corbin? <laughs> I think he. I think he would have gotten over. He would have just been like an asshole with Bo Dallas, like creepy, creepy, like. Serial killer Bo Dallas and Bray, I think it would have worked. I love I think it would work. serial killer Bo Dallas, but um, you know, looking at what Bray can do with his future, I think like obviously this whole quote unquote forbidden door being kicked down. You know, you could see Bray pop up just about anywhere now, which I think actually leans itself to his character uh way more like the mystique of this character being able to just materialize anywhere he's a threat to every company every wrestler i think he really this is could be this could be like one of the best things ever for his career for his character and i could not be more excited to see what he does next i'm praying that this is not a work <laughs> And that, like, they released Bray Wyatt, but The Fiend is actually still on the roster. Like, I really am praying that that's not the case. Um, like, The Fiend killed but, Bray Wyatt? Yeah. The Fiend murdered <laughs> Bray Wyatt, and he's dead, but The Fiend's like, going to continue to wrestle? That would be too much of a, a WWE storyline for them to do that. And I kind of hope that that's not the case. But, but um, well, you know, I'm excited to see what he does next. I wish... Wyndham Rotunda, the, the very best of luck uh, with his yeah, next man, the, step. The cult of Wyndham. And obviously, uh, another big release. This one was a, a really weird one. Uh, was Ric Flair. Uh, and, and it seems like Woo! he asked... <laughs> It seemed like he asked for his release, which was oh yeah, very strange. And that to me means that only to me means that he wants to go to AEW and make some fucking money to reunite three fourths of the four horsemen. Oh, you know the horsemen are coming back, baby. You can't see I, that because I don't know if if we were, we're, we're for the people listening to this. This is this is the first podcast, so we're we're gonna say some dumb shit. But you know, I'm holding four fingers up right now because I am the biggest four horsemen mark of all time. And do we need Ric Flair in AEW? Probably not. No, do no, I, we do, do not. Do I want to see him in AEW? Yeah, I do. Why? Because why not? Give him one more shot, man. You still got everyone. You still got Barry Windham. You still got Tully. You still got Arn. You still got JJ. I mean, all the pieces are there. Let's do it. Let's just do weird shit, man. Why not? I mean, you know? Arn's there. Tully's there. Ric Flair's there, potentially. I mean, could you imagine first time Flair shows up on TV? Like, it's it's going to be it's he's fucking the, he's the Michael Jordan of professional wrestling. Yes, you don't need Ric Flair, but I mean, you're why would you, you want Ric Flair? You, it's you great. Him. Yeah. Can we get a Ric Flair sting match? Well, I mean, that's that's what I'm afraid of. Can we just but do like, it just because we gonna can? Be, it's going to be like Ric Flair shacking up with. I don't I don't know. Uh, somebody random, maybe Adam Page, maybe uh, not Adam Page. I don't know. Somebody random, and like he's gonna, gonna wheel out Darby Allen. 
you know, yeah, he'll be with the, the fucking pinnacle. Yeah, he'll be with the pinnacle, and then you know, just just because I, I I don't even care since we're on a podcast right now, we have our own podcast. We can do what we do. I want Ric Flair versus Nick fucking Gage. That's what I want. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the next match I want to see. Woo! <laughs> I want to see fucking Ric Flair juicing, doing a blade job, and get hit with a fluorescent light bulb across what, his face. When you give when 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 Ric Flair has to get cut by a pizza cutters, Domino's gonna back up from Ric Flair. Space Mountain, baby. Off. <laughs> Space Mountain, baby. For people who don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest Jim Crockett fiend in the world, man. I love 1980s WCW. I love NWA professional More wrestling. More than any person I've ever met. <laughs> and and it's it's my it's just my my I don't know, man. It's just my guilty pleasure. I love it. I love that era. I love I love Southern wrestling, baby. I I, I can't I can't help myself. But Flair back home you do i'm telling you right now you do a show in charlotte north carolina and you do oh you got shivani you got shivante doing all the interviews you bring in fuck it bring in david crockett he's still kicking bring him in <laughs> you got jr let's do let's do let's just shoot it let's shoot it like an old school you know nwa show let's do it but we'll see man i i'm excited uh i'm i'm a huge i'm a huge rick flair mark so you know it, it, Listen, at the end of the day, you got to do what you want to do. And if Ric Flair wants to just, this is what he wants to do with his career. And this is, he wants to have fun and he wants to work for a company that's going to let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. Fuck it, man. Let's, let's see it. I want to see it. Flair, Ric Flair can't be anything. Like I cannot see Ric Flair just being a retired guy. Like, no, I, like no. a guy who's just like, you know, on the golf course, you know, no, that's, that's not Ric Flair. Ric Flair is going to rest, be involved in wrestling until he can't move anymore. And I think even when he can't move anymore, he'll find a way. And then when the good Lord does take him one day, uh, he'll find his way back to professional wrestling at some point, in he, some fashion. Good. That motherfucker's doing Sabra Hummus commercials, man. He's, you're not going to stop him anytime <laughs> soon. But, uh, he's, doing, he's doing rap music videos. He, he doesn't yeah, care, man. He doesn't for care. Him. No, he's he's still styling and profiling, and and I, I I expect nothing less. But looking at the other um the other exodus uh, from the WWE, you're looking at uh, two contracts from NXT right now that were not part of the releases, but could be part of um, an expiration very soon. One of which is one of your favorite wrestlers, uh, Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. and the other being Adam Colbebe. Um, bay, that bay. that's that's Boom. a big one. That's a big one. But um, let's talk about Pete Dunn first. Um, you know, young wrestler uh, from overseas, very um, well respected, very quickly by the fan base and NXT of what he can do. The bruiser weight um, from from England, there uh, part of that first NXT uh, UK tournament. Uh, he was a standout guy from the first real incarnation of NXT UK. Uh, he's kind of been slow to start in a lot of his singles pushes. Um, I mean, I, you, you can go, you can talk all day about Pete Dunn. I know, I know how much you like him. I'm, I'm a huge Pete Dunn guy. Uh, I'm a huge British strong style guy. I don't know why I'm a huge NXT UK fan. I'm a huge progress wrestling fan. ICW. Um, and uh, when when I saw Pete in the tournament, I knew he was going to be a standout guy because uh, just his attitude and just the way he carried himself and his wrestling style. Um, and I loved him from the beginning, man. Um, and his matches he had with with Tyler Bate in the beginning uh, were were just incredible to watch. Um, and just to see him and just evolve uh, with the company and uh, do what he did and uh, it. It's awesome, man. I, I, I love his whole shtick. You know, um, I love the finger snap. I love I love just everything about him. And uh, now with him teaming with Oni Lorcan, and you know how much I'm an Oni Lorcan fan, fellow Boston guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, taking that, that Danny Birch spot. Shout out Danny Birch. Um. <laughs> But uh, I, I love Pete. I've always loved Pete. Um, you know me. I think I think I, I would love to see him get a title run. Um, 
with the contract expiring, I don't know what he's going to do. Personally, I think he's going to stay. That's my opinion. I think there's still a lot for him to do within the company. Um, I think, you know, if you don't even want to use him anymore in NXT, send him to UK. But I think he can do a lot with Oni. I think he can do a lot with this little faction they're starting up. Um, and uh, I, 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 I personally, I, I can watch him wrestle anyone on that roster and be entertained. Like I said, I can see him wrestle Gargano. I could see him possibly maybe do something with Joe in the future, which would be pretty kick-ass. That would be tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, but the dude's just a tough badass, and people want to knock him for being this small, stout Englishman who kind of looks like a girl, apparently (laughs) fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson in that fucking Page movie that I didn't see. Um, What? Wait, what? You know what I'm talking about? The whatever that page movie was that came out that WWE funded. Oh, oh, the fighting with my family movie. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I'm sorry. He I was, don't know what it's he called. He was in that. I don't even remember him in that. Holy they shit! They made a whole joke about him being a girl. Someone called him a miss. Oh my and god! You know what? First off, fuck you for calling Pete Dunne a girl. Pete Dunne's <laughs> fucking awesome. But now, as my friend calls him, shredded Pete Dunne because dude, dude is. Oh yeah, cut, dude, man. Yeah, he dude is had a little cut. bit of a transformation. Yep. Dude is cut. And I, I, remember, I, I remember. Go ahead. Continue. I was just going to say, I remember watching the Pete Dunn match with my dad. My dad going, who the fuck is this sawed off little runt? Watching him <laughs> wrestle Tyler Bate. And if you know anything about my dad, who's probably going to be listening to this, he's he's a big Vince McMahon type guy. He wants to see Hercules fight games. That's, that's how he is. He wants that, that biggie, big, beefy, big, beefy boy big slapping boost. meat. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping meats. That's what he wants. He wants that Goldberg Lashley match. That's what he wants. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get there. We're, it's, it's coming up. But yeah, going back to Pete Dunn. Uh, I'm a huge Pete Dunn guy. Uh, if he left and went somewhere else, he's got a bunch of places he can go, and people people are gonna you know uh, book him the way he needs to be booked. But uh, as far as, as my personal opinion, I think he's going to stay with the company. I think he's still got a lot left to do. I think he's, he's got a lot of titles to win. Um, but who knows? Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll uh, take it as it comes, my friend. Yeah, I think, I think Pete Dunne's a tremendous worker. Uh, in ring, he's, I, I really like what he can do. I really enjoy watching his matches. I think his his uh, his. I guess I guess being the, his Achilles heel. I, I don't think he connects with the audience uh, from I agree a, with that. like yeah like I, I just I think his his whole thing is what he can do in the ring and that's great. Um, I, a place like NXT is is good for him to maybe grow uh, to to that next level. Um, I mean he could go somewhere else and probably get paid and you know make a name for himself somewhere else, but I do agree with you. I, I would love to see him stay in NXT and develop a little bit more. He's still young. He's still in his uh, early to mid twenties, I think. And um, I think he's got a really bright future. I think he just needs to take that next step and he's not going to do that. Uh, in my opinion, he, who knows, he could bet on himself and he could become 10 times what he is uh, in NXT, but I'd love to see him take that next step with NXT. I think they could really use him. They really need some, um, some star power there. And I don't know what the hell they're doing next, yeah. uh, but but uh, this next guy, if you know, with them potentially losing Adam Cole, uh, that's a massive loss. And yeah, it is. And the way I look at it, I mean, Adam Cole is is the face of NXT. He is the top guy. Like he's been more than ready to be on the main roster, but the best thing for Adam Cole was never being called up to that main roster because we, as we all know, the main roster for an NXT superstar, like, like Adam Cole, a top guy is the kiss of death. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and ask Alistair Black and Ricochet and Finn Balor to an extent, I guess, Finn, but, you know, look at all the tag teams that have gone up and died, like oh. the Ascension and and uh, you know uh, the Revival. Uh, like all their biggest stars usually go up and die, and 
unless you're Drew McIntyre, who was always the chosen one in some capacity, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> that man. He really broke through. Um, you know, for old Adam Cole, baby, it's a little too easy for for him to go to AEW. I mean, his you know everyone wants to say all oh, his girlfriends there, but you know at the same time, like the young bucks, the elite, like the the one of the biggest parts of his independent career revolved around the Bullet Club and the guys yeah. that are all in AEW and run and founded AEW. So it's almost too easy for him to go there and and to me losing adam cole is a massive loss for the wwe because you don't really have that much in the tank as far as your next guys your future they're still hung up on their older talent and as and you know what i'm not going to sit here and say randy orton's not a great wrestler randy orton's fucking phenomenal but you know at the same time like you're still leaning on randy orton and now john cena obviously coming back into the fold uh, a bit here for SummerSlam. we'll see where that goes in the future but like edge uh you know these are three guys that were huge 10 12 15 years ago and they're right. still they're you're still at the top of your card um and all of the young guys are blocked and you're forcing them out adam cole to me and everyone likes to, I keep seeing the Shawn Michaels comparison for Adam Cole. And like, I don't like that comparison because I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair. I think Adam yeah. Cole is very much his own thing. Um, Definitely. And, I, and I'd like to say that we should keep it that way. Let him, you know, don't put that on him. I think he's more than capable of being, forging his own path. Um, but uh, I do think that Adam Cole does have some similarities to Shawn and, you know, in a lot of different ways, but um, he's their guy, man. When I look at the future WWE, I look at Adam Cole as a big player, especially as a heel. Um, and, and, and I'm sure he could be a, a great baby face, but man, he's a damn good heel. <laughs> and he's, he's, I see, yeah, he's the future for me in WWE. I, if they lose him, I really don't, I really don't like it for them. I, I agree with that. I, I, like I said, I mean, if you would have told us five years ago that Adam Cole would be the face of WWE, I would have said, you, what the fuck are you even talking about? He was a face and of not because, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, for a guy who started as young as he was and to achieve what he did at such a young age, I mean, go back and watch Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly for the world title. I mean, I could watch that match a hundred times. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite matches of all times. Um, it, he, he's got an it factor, and people notice that. And like I said, we talked about this doing one of our practice podcasts before we, we even got this thing started. Uh, I, I went to an NXT live show a couple weeks ago, and, you know, A, is it amazing to see Adam Cole live? Hell yeah, it is. But, you know, it's even more amazing to see, like, a 65-year-old woman put the thumb up to her head and make the boom <laughs> gesture. What Like, that blew my fucking mind. He is over and i'm not talking about regular over. i'm talking about over the top with fucking sylvester stallone the dude is fucking <laughs> over brother i mean everyone loves him it doesn't matter if if you, you've known him from roh or the indies or if you're just seeing him for the first time people love him and it's it's insane to see this guy who started you know as this this young kid who got this amazing opportunity to be part of such awesome factions like the Kingdom and Bullet Club. And now he goes to NXT, WWE territory, and he starts Undisputed Era. And He's the top dog. Not only, He's the top dog like, right away. Not only do they have an amazing theme song, which, which happens to be my ringtone. I'm, like, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. You um, fucking mark. Uh, so you know what, dude? It's got a cool guitar rift in the front, and does, I like Kyle O'Reilly playing the Hulk Hogan guitar. That that always that always gets me going. But I mean, the dude can go. He, he you you can put him with anybody. But going back to what you said, if we lose Adam Cole, that that's great. I mean, w w could we see a Kingdom reunion in in ROH? Could he go to Japan? Could he maybe fly the old Bullet Club colors again? It's possible. But I think if you're smart and you're working for creative, I say you got to keep them, man. I say it would be a dumb move. And if if that that contract expires, maybe we'll get 
a Samoa Joe deal where, you know, we think he's leaving and we get all the memes and we see everything and two weeks later he's back on NXT. But I, mean, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know, man, because I do think that I think that they are trying to keep him because the rumor for Adam Cole is that his contract expired in July and he was going to let his contract run out after SummerSlam. So I don't know what the hell that really means for for him. I know that, um, you know, they probably want to sign him, but he's probably going to test free agency and see, you know, what else is out there. And, and he has every right to do that. But at the end of the day, like, that's dangerous territory for WWE because I really think they could give him a huge offer. But I, but they're, they have become such a bottom line company recently with all of these releases and they're not hoarding talent. They're at the point to me where this signifies, well, if we'll give Adam Cole an, an offer, a big offer, and if he doesn't like it, well, then, sorry, best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah, we've heard that before. And I just think, I mean, as much as I'd love to see him go to AEW too, that AEW roster is getting thicker and thicker by the day, and they're mm. already getting a second show. And, yeah. and and that takes us to our next our next part of yeah, the segment, let's move which on. is which is you know the rumors are flying left and right that two of the biggest stars of the WWE in the last decade or so, uh, CM Punk. And Brian Danielson, which were are oddly enough my favorite wrestler and your favorite wrestler growing up, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know two guys that we watched on the indie circuit, you know through the internet in high school when well, they were in Ring of Honor, uh, and we couldn't have been more excited when they made the jump to WWE all those years later. Then became huge, huge players. Obviously, um, you know CM Punk, very. Uh, very much a guy who kind of basically walked away from WWE and, you know, rightfully so he stuck to his guns and um, no one ever really thought he would be in a wrestling ring again. And everyone, you know, hoped and prayed and there was always rumors and, you know, everyone was, you know, starting chants at shows left and right, trying to get, uh, you know, people back on the CM Punk bandwagon hoping he'd make a comeback. But, you know, me personally, as, as a as a really big CM Punk fan, you know, I, I accepted that he was probably never going to wrestle again. So the fact that he could be coming to AEW is huge. Obviously, we know Brian Danielson. This is a guy who was never supposed to wrestle again. He, you know, the injuries, like, had taken such a toll that he was supposed to never come back according to the doctors. Uh, but you know, like edge before him, you know, this is a guy, um, who had to retire uh, like way too early at, at his peak. And, uh, right. you know, to, to see, you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson make his comeback and have a great run as a heel champion, which was awesome to see. Uh, instead of the baby face that everyone knew him as, uh, this is a guy who still has a lot left in the tank, um, and he wants to wrestle everywhere. And where, who's the company that's going to pay you and give you that type of freedom? That's AEW. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, the, the rumor is Punk shows up on Rampage next week because it's in his hometown of Chicago. And then the other rumor is, you know, Brian Danielson showing up at the biggest, you know, AEW show of the year so far at, at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. Um, I mean, this is this is ma- these are massive gets for AEW. It's it's a big pay. It's a big pickup for both for uh, AEW. Um, you know, like I said, we've we've seen all the rumors. We've seen uh, everything on on Twitter. Um, but man, I mean, Punk and Danielson in AEW. A lot of people have been comparing this to to Hall and Nash jumping ship and coming over to uh, the dark side of WCW. And it's it's pretty funny, but it, it, we're seeing it, man. AEW is the new WCW. And I mean, Let's I'm not going to complain. In a good way. Let's hope it's oh, all yeah. in, the in the good way. In the good way, not the bad 2009 uh... to 2001. They I'm talking about me, that dude. good 97, baby. That 97 and 98. <laughs> but, 
but real talk, uh, I mean, you know me, I am the biggest American Dragon fucking Brian Danielson fan of all time. Uh, for a bunch of reasons, man. I remember watching him for the first time when I was younger, and this dude who just wore all plain maroon trunks, maroon boots. You know me, I'm a technical wrestling fan. That's that's my style of professional wrestling. I grew no, up with... Your, no your, glitter. No glitter, just, hard, just old school. I grew up with... My favorite guys, you know, people loved Macho Man and Hogan and Austin and The Rock. I was a Dean Malenko guy. I was a Lord Steven Regal guy. I was an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho guy. Those are the guys I liked. So to see, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, you know, in the early 2000s onwards and seeing him wrestle these guys like Nigel McGuinness, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Kenta. Austin, Kenta, uh, friggin' uh, Morishima. Some of these awesome battles. Just watching this dude go to war, and it, it was the the Dean Malenko thing. You know, he he wasn't just gonna beat you with you know a cattle mutilation. Maybe he was gonna beat you with an armbar or a flying knee or a headbutt, and that's what attracted me to Danielson early on. And, and when he got you know this this contract with WWE. And he came in, and he's getting praises from guys like Cena and guys like The Rock. And, you know, he's, he's making his way in this company. And to see him, you know, win at the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, and hold both belts. I mean, I, you know, if there's any moment that I want was to because of, That was because of how well he connected with the fans and how much everyone fucking hated the, that Batista was in that main event. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But you, you know he he's he's my all time number one for so many reasons. Um, I I love the guy. I I love to see what he's done in this company and, and how he's evolved as as you know a wrestler in this industry. So to see him uh, in the company and not just him, Punk as well to make a comeback. You know, here's a guy who what have we seen him do recently? You know, he's written some comic books. He's fought in the UFC. He's done some movies. Uh, I think, you know, if, if all these people want to talk, you know, oh, he gave up on professional wrestling. I don't think he ever really truly gave up on professional wrestling. I feel like when you're in this business and you love this business as much as some of these guys do, um, it's always going to be with you. And we saw it with, with Punk. I mean, one of the longest records of holding that that title. You know, not a lot of guys can say that. Um, and, you know, just the way he was, I mean, the pipe bomb segments that he did and just what an assassin he was with the stick. I mean, you can't take that away. Um, and I know we talked about it earlier, but since we're on the topic um, and we're, we're talking about these two awesome guys and this possible AW run, uh, what would your fantasy booking be? If we can do a little fun, fun play in the space with me. Yeah. Who who would you like to see uh, CM Punk face in uh, AEW? Man, you know, I would love. I mean, I and I mean, I'd love to see CM Punk go like toe. I'd like to see him or Brian Danielson go toe to toe with a guy like Malachi Black. Um, I I mean, I good just pick. think that there's. I think there's. I think both of their styles, like, just mesh really well. But, I mean, they all kind of have like that striker kind of style and i it, it'd be a bit like watching a some, some a mixed martial arts match um yep. with and i kind of dig that but at the same time like i look at the guy like cm punk i know this is a dude that's going to want to work with some of the younger talent on the AEW roster um and put over some of those guys or you know i, I could see him with darby um i still am not the biggest darby allen guy like i like elements of darby allen but i'm still not like 100 percent on that you know on that train um i'd like to see what punk could do with him um i'd like to see punk you know i never thought that punk like a punk brock lesnar match was going to be worth a damn but like after seeing him work with lesnar i'm like i'd like to see him work with some of the big dudes like uh because i think he he can really you got brian cage yeah, you got Brian Cage, you got Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, these are guys that I think that that I that Punk could really uh, do well with. Um, those are the ones off the top of my head right now, I guess. Like Brian Danielson, 
same thing. I'd love to see him wrestle Malachi Black. I think that would be uh, awesome. Uh, I'd like to see – I don't know why. In my mind, I think Brian Danielson versus MJF would be awesome. You know what? I thought about that too. It's funny you said that. I thought that would be a good match. If we're talking punk, and I like what you said about the younger guys because that's what I was, I was thinking. I'd like to see a, a, maybe a possible Sammy Guevara – CM Punk match, just because I think yeah. there'd be a lot of cool shit in that match. Um, I, I would think my top, this is going to come out of left field. Uh, I did some research because I thought, you know, who would, I, who would be like the, the top match I'd like to see? And I did my research. I don't think they've ever wrestled each other. I've done my research. I don't think so. If I'm wrong, universe, tell me that I'm wrong. But just because it would be badass is all fucking hell. But CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I think that's a match that we need to see. Ooh. Two two dudes who can deliver badass promos, two dudes who can just talk, and they and I think we could have some fun matches with those two. I think I don't know why, you know, even even if we had a, a CM Punk Moxley match or a CM Punk Jericho rematch, there's a lot you can do with Punk and AEW, and uh, I, I think it can get done. But I, there's something special. I don't know why, I, why I'm thinking Eddie Kingston and 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 Punk. I just think there'd be a lot of magic there. Two guys that that really came up through those the indies, and I, I actually think that'd be great. I think it would be great just because you got Eddie Kingston, who's kind of got not not, and I'm not comparing the two at all, but kind of this Raven gimmick where you know he's been in the industry for a long time. We've seen him all over the place, and he deserve he wants a title shot. He deserves to be champion, but now you're going to bring in Punk. Who? What has he done in the last couple of years? You know, Eddie's fought tooth and nail. And now you're going to bring in this this guy, and people are going to throw flow, throw flowers at him and give him all his just dues. And just to see Kingston just get stewed and just see this big feud between them, I think that would that would be badass. Um, but transitioning over to Danielson, um, uh, Danielson Hangman Page match to me would be fucking yeah. wild. Two of my That'd favorites going at it. I'd love to see that. I'd like to see him work with Jungle Boy. I think that could be a really good match. Yeah. I think even like a, a Brian Pillman Jr., someone that age. I, I have to go back to what you said with MJF. That was one of the first matches I thought of. I think they could really do some kick-ass stuff. But but because we're playing in this space and, and we can have fun here, um, with these open contracts that AEW has, they could be working with Japan. And let me tell you something. A match that I, I've been wanting to see forever, and and I hope I see it before I die. Because uh, if Danielson still got stuff, some stuff left in the tank, and he can go to Japan, five star match right now. The American Dragon takes on Jeff Cobb. That's a match I want to see <laughs> all yeah. day, every day. That's a match. Come on, man. Jeff Cobb versus Brian Danielson. That would just be a, that. That that's Dave Metzler's gonna jizz in his pants if he saw that match. <laughs> Come on, man. You got this big beast like Jeff Cobb taking on Daniel. I mean, come on. I, I don't care what kind of match it is. That's I that's that's the match. That's that's my fantasy booking of, of 2021. Give I me Jeff Cobb. Danielson versus Okada. That's what I thought you were. Uh, that'd be a cool match too, but listen, listen, man. Tony Khan, if you're listening, you brought him in before. Bring him in again. Let's get a Jeff Cobb, Brian Danielson match. That's that's my part. That's my opinion. Well, moving on, um, talking about Tony Khan, talking about AEW, uh, Malachi Black, who I mentioned before, the former Aleister Black of NXT, made his in-ring debut on Dynamite uh, last or this week. And I, honestly, great show, man. I had a lot of fun watching that show. And I'll be the first person to tell you that AEW's product is not consistent. It's not the best booked show there is. But it is always fun. Uh, it's fun to watch, man. It's so much fun to watch. And there's always something, you know, maybe the promos aren't the best. Maybe, you know, the production isn't. But the the there's no wrestling product that has a connection with its fans the way AEW has. And I can honestly tell you that, like, it just seems like a fun atmosphere to be in because it's just like an indie show that's been kicked up to a notch uh well totally agree with that a statement. couple notches <laughs> totally agree with the statement and they care about they care about the young talent to an extent but that's my fear for AEW is that 
pick kind of sweeping up the, you know, the dust of WWE and figuring out, Oh, well, this guy's available. This guy's available. Let's pick them up. And you're, I don't want to see them do what WCW and TNA did where they block their young talent from reaching the main event or right. being top end players because, you know, these guys are there, but Malachi black, you know, straight out of WWE, one of the best, uh, unveilings uh, or reveals i should say um of the last you know 20 years since social media became a thing um you know no one knew alistair black was going to aew so when he made his debut it was it was a huge surprise uh finally we get this match against cody rhodes and, and the malachi and and malachi squashed him he squashed he Cody. Him pretty fast. And you know what? We, we I've been talking to a lot of people about it, man. You know, for Cody to put him over like that was pretty big. And a lot of people have been shitting on Cody because Cody delivers this. This promo was just along in the match. And you know what? Let Cody do what Cody wants to do, man. A lot of people give him a bad rap because they say he's going down the old dusty road where he's booking himself in matches and doing his own things. But you know what? He hasn't had a world title yet. He hasn't had a world title run yet. He's he's putting these younger guys over these these other guys over. Let him let him do what he wants to do, man. You know, and Malachi Black had a great debut. You know, he I'm still pissed at him for kicking Arn Anderson in the fucking head because I'm a huge Arn Anderson fan, so he can eat my butt because of that. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, you know, it's crazy because you know here's another guy that got called up to the main roster that we thought we were going to see big things from, and you know they didn't realize what he had. He had an amazing entrance. He had badass music, and he could back it up. Dude could wrestle. And, I mean, we saw him as Tommy End in the Indies, and we saw what he could do then. Um, and even just seeing him at this this recent PWG show, man, and coming and make the save for Bandito, that's that's cool. And then to get, you know, come out and be Tommy End and and stray a little bit away from this Malachi Black character and, and do the whole hug segment with Brody, Brody King, it's... It's awesome, man, and it's it's awesome to see what he's going to do. And who knows, baby, we see another Malachi Black, you know, Alistair Black, Andrade match. I love watching those two guys go at it. So it, yeah, it, it, it it's it's a fun pickup, you know. Um, and uh, I'm I'm eager to see what they're going to do with it. But he looks good. I I like the storytelling that he's doing. He gets to do all the stuff that you know. I thought he was going to have a, a really awesome. You know, they were setting him up to have this awesome character and in WWE and we thought, okay, here we go. And, and they pulled the, the rug out from under us and we lost it. So the fact that, you know, he's got this platform and he's able to, to, to have fun and do these little vignettes and, and play around with these different characters. I, I think it's awesome. And I think it's a, a perfect home for him. Yeah. Truly excited to see what they do with him. And seemingly they're going to book him like a monster. They're going to make him a, an absolute force. Um, and that's exciting because that's what he should be. And, you know, kind of moving on from that in that vein, AEW is they're loading up, man. They are absolutely going to battle with WWE right now. And I'm not sure if WWE legitimately thinks they are competition. Uh, I don't think Vince lives in a world where there is competition for WWE. But, um, I mean, August right now is an absolute battleground um, between Rampage starting up for AEW. So their second weekly television show, you know, a whole new set of programming. And if CM Punk is a part of that debut episode, that is a huge thing. Um, but, you know, WWE has SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. I mean, this is this is a huge month, man. And, and I can honestly say, I'm going to pose this question to you. When you look at what Rampage could be, and you get CM Punk, and you know that they're going to gear up for a big show, because that's the first one, and then a week later you have SummerSlam. Um, I believe it's a week later. Yeah. Uh, and... NXT takeover the what what can you possibly do if you're if you're WWE because to me is there anything that's going to steal the spotlight away from CM Punk coming back after like 7 years of not being in wrestling it's it's going to be tough and we talked about this earlier you know we had a phone call uh, prepping for the podcast and we we're just shooting the shit 
Uh, it's going to be hard because, like I said, um, I wasn't too familiar. I haven't been watching a lot of Raw and SmackDown. You know, I've been watching highlights online, you know, like I do every week and, and stuff like that. And looking at the card, I mean, we got the Cena match, Cena Reigns match. We got Goldberg, Lashley. Uh, tag belts are on the line. Uh, I, and it's sad because, I mean, really the only match I'm looking forward to on that card is the women's title match. Just because I'm such a big Nikki Cross fan, I'm such a Charlotte fan and a, a Ray Ripley mat, uh, fan, um, you know, I, it's sad to say that. And and I'm not saying, you know, the men's division is better than the women's division in any means. But when that's the top match of the card, when you have such these big names like AJ Styles and Reigns and Cena, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, luckily they have NXT. And we're going to see two big matches in NXT. I mean, we got Samoa Joe carrying Cross, which is going to be, you know, if it's not amazing, it's going to be entertaining. And then we're getting a rematch between Walter and Dragunov, which is going to steal the show. Of course, we saw what we saw what they did in the first match, which is easily a match of the year con- competitor or uh, contender, I should say. Um, so they do have a little bit of saving grace, but I mean when you have these names like this and you have this, this platform and you're, you're getting a new show, are we going to get new belts? Are we going to get, you know, who knows? It's, it's a bigger platform for AEW um, to showcase more talent, to spread out their roster a lot. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of guys that are doing big things. I mean, I, it, you watch, you watch dynamite. Um, Christian Cage had a great match, and Christian Cage is up there in age. Yeah, so if they're taking if they're taking these guys like Matt Hardy and Christian Cage, former WWE guys, and just building a solid roster and having them work with newer talent, um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. And we we've never it, it's been a while. I mean, me and you saw it a little bit growing up with the, the whole you know uh, TNA rise. That was really their only competition for a long, long time. And to see AEW come in and they're making smart moves. They're, they're picking up the right guys. They're booking guys good. Um, they're not doing anything too crazy. But uh, like I said, I, you look at that, summer, that SummerSlam card and there's not, I, nothing, nothing pops out of me. You know, there's not a match I can say I'm super, super over for, super... You know, Derek, you're not excited about Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. You're not excited about that match. Oh my god, I'd rather. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to tell a story. But this is a match we should have had ten years ago. But to your point from earlier, the women's matches on this card are going to be better than the men's matches. They're and, amazing. They're going to be great there's matches. Only two, and there's only two women's matches because you got the triple the triple threat, like you mentioned. I'm not going to call her Nikki A.S.H. I'm sorry. That's not it. I'm not either. I'm sorry. I know the superhero I'm, gimmick's over and it's cool. It's, it's but fine. Yeah. It's fine. But I want a Nikki. I, I'm a Nikki Cross fan. I'm going to call her Nikki Ash because I'm not calling her Nikki A.S.H. I'm sorry. Um, so, so you got Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. It's probably going to be a great match. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. That's going to be a good match, too. That's going to be a great match. Amazing match. I think that's a, they booked that very well. It's two good talents. They're going to have a really good match together. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Probably going to be a good match. Those guys wrestling each other, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of everything, like, I wish the stakes were higher for those two. I know that Seth cost Edge the title against Roman. He had Roman beat. That was a hell of a match, Reigns versus Edge. That was fucking awesome. But I I enjoyed that match. I will say, like, okay, maybe it's not like who cares, but I, I do wish the stakes were a little bit higher, I guess, for Edge versus Seth Rollins. I feel like we know what direction Reigns and Cena could be going in. And now you got Finn Balor thrown into that storyline a little bit. I don't know where that goes. But no, going against Hobo Corbin? Uh, no, no. Give it, give it no. two weeks. Finn inserted himself into the into the Reigns-Cena uh, feud 
this week in, on SmackDown, so we'll see what oh, happens. Well, that shows you how much I've been paying attention to WWE, folks. Well, so literally I literally happened this, this. just before we got on the podcast. So you, you, <laughs> like, literally right before. So I literally thought he was having a match against Hobo Corbin Hobo over Corbin. there. Cause yeah, they probably I, will I, wind up doing that. I Listen, I love Baron Corbin. I, I, I don't. <laughs> and when I say that, let me say, let me say, let me, let me say that when I, when he first came up, I, I, I liked him. I kind of liked his character, but with the whole constable gimmick and the whole King gimmick, I was like, eh, so now it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to make him poor. We all know he's, he's, he's getting those nasty stacks. So let's have him in a, a ketchup stained t-shirt. Cause he's trying to open a can of SpaghettiOs and it got on his shirt. And I, Mark my words, two weeks from now, he's going to come out. He's going to have a hobo bindle. He's going to be eating beans in the middle of the ring. And he's going to be he's going to be hobo Corbin. I can be okay and with that. Yeah, you know what? We all can. It's wrestling, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's professional wrestling. Well, but, so I know that the big the big unveil, the big unveil at SummerSlam is going to be Becky, Becky coming back. So Becky we know Lynch, Becky's coming back. Becky Lynch probably somehow shows up at the end of that triple threat match for the raw women's title. And, you know, it's a huge, like, holy shit moment. But to me, there's no other holy shit moment coming for SummerSlam other than that. And to me, if the Becky Lynch uh, reveal is your big holy shit moment for for SummerSlam, and that is your answer to Rampage's CM Punk, unveil i don't know if if there is a battle for the summer if you know becky is going to trump cm punk in in that regard it's gonna be hard and listen i love the man let me tell you something i love the man i love her and uh same I, me too Big I, fan. I, i'm i'm a huge fan and you know maybe you know charlotte gets the w and we get a, a charlotte becky rematch who knows what's going to happen, but um, uh, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And one other thing I just want to get into while we're on the subject is I think what if WWE wants to survive, and I've said this for years, we need some more prestige on the world title. We need to treat this. We, we got to treat the main event like the main event is. You know, I understand we have this universal title now, which it, it's unpopular opinion. I've never liked it. I don't think I'm ever going to like it. That's just my opinion. If, if you like it, good for you, man. It's awesome. That's what it's there for. But I think we need to focus on having a true world title that needs to be the main event. You need to book it like a prize fight. And we need a tag division. As much as I love AJ, I don't think I think AJ and almost should have lost the titles months ago. Put it on the Viking Raiders. Put it on these young tag teams you have that are trying to make a name for themselves. If you can't do that and you can't bump up these big divisions you have, it, it's going to be hard when you have, A, big names coming into the company with AEW, with Danielson and Punk. And then you have also have them booking these big, giant, awesome main events that actually feel like a main event. No, we need more Roman, more Cena, more Orton, more Goldberg. And- more Sunberg. <laughs> more Sunberg and Oldberg. I just... That kid's been drinking his milk. That kid's been drinking <laughs> his milk, man. That kid had about a bigger transformation than Pete Dunn. That kid hit puberty and he hit it fucking hard. <laughs> Good for him, man. Some of us never get to hit puberty. I'm lucky that I could grow a beard or you'd never know that I fucking hit puberty. You look pretty rugged, Mike. I like you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Your 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 beard is is legendary at this point. <laughs> Thank you. I've I've worked very hard on it. Well, um, you know that you know that that about wraps us up here. Let's before we get too off the rails here. I think we're starting to head into that territory. So um, agreed. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at wrestling re annie w r e s t l i n g r e a and I and on Instagram wrestling reanimator like us on Facebook. We're going to get involved in some of the other socials out there, your TikToks and YouTubes and what have you. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Mike Louie, 
Derek, where can we find you? Uh, you right now you can find me on Twitter. It's false count anywhere, and that's false with a Z. Um, and if you are uh, trying to find me on Instagram, uh, it's going to be uh, Derek. That's D E R E K. The number four reels R E A L Z Z, which will probably be later changed to false count anywhere as well. Um, you know, just getting stuff in in organized for the podcast. So subject to change, but, uh, yeah, man, this has been awesome. I'm glad we were able to do this today. It's the first one. So we're going to be a little janky. Things are going to be out of whack. We appreciate you guys, uh, staying with us and, and staying tuned. Um, uh, but more, more things to come. Good things to come, man. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about and you know, it's not just going to be all this new stuff, man. We're going to be talking about the old stuff too. So, uh, if you're, if you're not into new wrestling and you know, maybe you're a history buff, uh, WCW, uh, ECW, some uh, old school WWF, and maybe some NWA. So uh, stay tuned, guys. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun, man. We're gonna do a lot of awesome stuff. Awesome stuff is on the horizon. Yeah, we're we're both really excited. Like I said before, we've, you know, we've been uh, kind of dreaming about doing something like this since we we're 13 years old. So this is uh, this is exciting. And uh, yep. So as we put this one to rest. We thank you for joining us on the maiden voyage of the Wrestling Reanimator podcast. Until next time. <laughs>